Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Stephen McCoy, and you are watching Sessions with Stephen Live. And today we have no other than Giacomo Giannati. How are you? You, you said my name so beautifully. Thank <laughs> you so much. We have to admit that your name is fun to say. Oh, wow, I'm, I'm so impressed. Thank you so much. You've made this interview <laughs> so amazing by pronouncing my name right. How's everything going? It's pretty crazy times, but uh, yeah. I'm trying to stay sane in the midst of it all and just try to help out where I can and um, hoping right. to get back to work soon. But uh, yeah, unprecedented times for sure. Yeah, I mean, your fans definitely would kill me if I didn't ask about the Grey's Anatomy filming. Like, when are you guys going on set? What's going on? We want all the tea. <laughs> well, uh... We think at the moment we're about a month away, but we don't know, you know what I mean? Like if everything was safe, we would shoot tomorrow, but uh, it's just taking a long time to really nail down all these protocols to keep everybody right. safe and, and, you know, so, um, but we hope within a month uh, we, should, we should get going. So that's the plan as of now. Right, yeah. And the thing is, I know, like, let's just rewind back prior to the pandemic when you got that email and they told you production was gonna stop um, at least for two weeks, right? Yeah. And, but did you ever think that it would take this long or did you ever have a moment in your head like, oh my God, I think this show might just end. Did you ever have that in your head? Yeah, uh, no, at the moment, yeah, all of this was was so new. We've, we've had pandemics in the past. Uh, I remember SARS, you know, I'm from Canada and Toronto, and certainly SARS was big in Toronto. I remember that, you know, when I was younger growing up there. But it never, it never quite performed or played out in this way. Uh, right, exactly. Really new. And so I, at the time when it happened, was like, oh, yeah, okay, two weeks was kind of like, you know, and now it seems ridiculous to think that we could have shut down for two weeks and, and been back at yeah. work. You know, it seems ridiculous. And I've spoken to a lot of producers where they, they let me in on how they would be doing the social distancing. Did they inform you guys on how things would actually work, whether it be just three people yeah. on set and then oh, how would you do oh. Uh, SAG, which is our, you know, union and, you know, we have directors, we have writers, they all have their unions and they all are trying to protect their, uh, their guild members. Uh, right. so it's kind of like trying to figure out a way where everybody's guilds all come together and agree on the safest way to be at work. Um, we're definitely going to have a lot of testing going on uh, multiple times a week. We've been told that, um, you know, I've told other people that, because we're a medical show, we're uniquely advantaged um, in the sense that um, our doctors get to wear PPE on the yeah. show. So the characters are doing what they're supposed to be doing, but also the actors are also doing what they're supposed to be doing and protecting themselves. So right. if you're a show who isn't in the medical community, then it's an added challenge that, oh God, how do I protect my actors? And so, so we're uniquely advantaged in that way. But Apart from that, I, I think um, there's been all new jobs created by this, which is a weird positive um, yeah. um, that, you know, people who are going to be on set sort of as, you know, COVID police, if you will, uh, yeah. <laughs> just to make sure that everybody, because, you know, everybody, you're at work, get your job. You're not worrying about that stuff. And we're certainly not used to worrying about that stuff. So 
you're caught up in acting or if you're operating the camera or whatever you're doing. And so these people are there to just make sure, Oh, you're a little too close to him. Let's get some distance or, you know what I mean? Or like, Hey, your mask's a little low. Could you put it back up? Or just making sure that everybody, you know, um, in a really obviously, you know, friendly supportive way, but just making sure that everybody on set is always adhering to the guidelines. So we're all keeping everybody safe because it's easy to get distracted for a second and maybe let your guard down. Um, so it's a, it's going to be an adjustment for sure for everybody. It is. I mean, I'm sure once you get on set, you might want to run to your post and give everybody a hug maybe, but you know, well, it might be, is gonna be, be happening. precaution taken. Yeah, I think we're doing some some elbow hello. Right, exactly. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> what is the biggest thing that you've learned during this time um, during the pandemic? I think the biggest thing that I've learned. That's a really deep question. Uh, I think a few things. I think first off, uh, I learned how fast I was moving and how I needed to really slow down. And this uh, forced me to slow down um, and give attention and time and to hold space for things that I was maybe neglecting or maybe ignoring uh, or, you know, not giving as much importance to. So that, you know, this thing has really forced everyone to slow down and, you know, pay attention more to, you know, their finances or their family, their loved one, their kids, whatever that thing that you were kind of maybe too busy hustling, too busy working, too busy to do whatever. Well, now you're stuck at home. And so now we, we have been able to sort of invest in those things that we were neglecting, realize those things that we were neglecting. So I think that's one thing. And then the other thing that I think is that I think this pandemic has um, exposed a lot of really nasty things about the way this country works that were already there. They were already there. They're not new. Um, but this pandemic has had a way of just ripping it open and exposing it in a way. And we've been forced to the economy, uh, the racial injustices and the protests, everything that's been going on with the black lives matter movement. You know, people are like, what happened? What's it? It's like, this ain't new. This is not new. This is nothing new, but you know, (laughs) but these crazy times you know force everybody to be you know upset irritated irritable and they force us into conflict unfortunately um and so it's it's a perfect recipe for disaster and a perfect recipe for anything that was unresolved to come out Mm -hmm. so you know in a way although it's been hard, a hard time for a lot of people. There also has been great leaps in positivity and, and great yeah. strides made between the protesters and, and the government. Yeah. We're of course not exactly where we want to be, but there have been small little battles won. I think, you know, in any political movement, you know, looking right. back, those little right. battles really lead to eventually, you know, bigger, bigger wars won. So I'm, although right. it's been a hard time, I'm, I'm happy that these, people have been able to make some headway in that space. Yeah. And you know what? I definitely have to commend you for speaking on that because the thing is, everyone knows you are a Canadian. So, um, and being from Toronto, a lot of people who are from different countries and and not from America, Mm -hmm. they tend to sometimes just ignore it um, because that's just not their issue. That's what 
you know, but we're all in this together. So that's a beautiful thing that you spoke Definitely, about. you know what I mean? And I think, you know, for me, ever since moving to America, like I've had to use, you know, shows like, uh, you know, John Oliver or John Stewart or Trevor Noah or all these people to sort of learn, or Bill Maher, to sort of learn about American politics yeah. because I grew up in Canada. So I learned very well how my Canadian politics system works and the right. history of my country and all that stuff. And we certainly right. covered American history uh, when I was growing up in Canada, but I mean, yeah. American history, the way it's written in the textbooks ain't exactly uh, what really happened as we know. Yeah. So um, this has been a great time for a lot of people, especially white people to, you know, educate themselves uh, and certainly me even more so because I didn't grow up here. Um, yeah. Educate myself on, on so many things about the past of, of America and, you know, and how far we've come and uh, how little we've come, you know, in, in a way. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I think it's been a, and we've had time. We've had so much time on our hands to really, you know, read the books, watch the documentaries, dive into these topics and really like educate ourselves. So I hope that that's been a positive. Uh, Absolutely. Out of this time. And, and yeah. yeah. How's Nicole doing? Is everything good with the wifey? And she's great. Yeah. She's, she's good. great. Because, you know, we have two different stories um, that's going on with marriages after this pandemic. You can either get divorced or just have some babies. So are there <laughs> some babies coming up or what's going yeah. on? Yeah, there's, I, man, I've been reading a lot of, like, just the divorce rates have been skyrocketing. It's crazy, people, right? Uh, people it's just crazy. freaking out. With people. Well, yeah, because it's like we're not supposed to be trapped inside with each other <laughs> in, in, in the cave. Uh, right yeah. right um we're supposed yeah. to have lives go out our job and then we come home yeah. we've been gone all day we haven't seen each other all day so we miss each right. other we have tons right. of stuff to talk exactly. about but exactly. when you're sort of like face to face like this all day like you're like it can get a bit frustrating of course yeah. it's <laughs> like how was your day it's like you know how my day was you were with me the whole day like what do you mean yeah. how was my day you know what i mean uh, um, people don't know if people don't know, they, you play the guitar as well. So have you been making up songs? Have you been creating songs? And, and I, I wish, I wish I could. I'm not going to lie to you. I wish I would have been more active on my guitar, but I, I haven't, honestly. I haven't played too much. Here and there, I'll pick it up. But uh, it's kind of a thing that kind of, it calls you or it doesn't. I don't like to force that kind of stuff. Right, like, right. I have a feeling, yeah. then I, I pick it up. But um, I haven't been as disciplined as, like, sort of making a job out of it um we adopted a dog uh during this time and so that's been a big like taking up a lot of my time with like yeah you know, the vets and the walking and the you know training him and stuff like that so that that's been a source of joy and that's been something positive about this time but uh yeah yeah what would you say would be your dream role because knowing that you played the guitar i started wondering about that myself as far as as, like, would you play a musician or anything like to. that? <laughs> yeah, my dream role, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I'm sort of a, a Bond nerd. I, I, oh. I love the James Bond franchise. Yeah. yeah. And uh, although I'm not a Brit, you know what I mean? I uh, I would be very interested in, in, in Bond for sure. That's just sort of an iconic. I can do that role that uh yeah you just start calling we can see it <laughs> there you go thank you maybe you can get that movement started that hashtag going exactly right <laughs> now also with their role that you wouldn't play 
roles that I wouldn't play. Um, I don't, I mean, it's kind of hard to think of like what I wouldn't play. For me, it's just about like the context, you know what I mean? Like the, right. quality, the quality of the material, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so uh, no, I don't think there's anything I wouldn't play as long as like I thought the story was really beautiful and then that people watching it could, could learn something from it. Yeah, well, I'm sure, you know, whatever it is that you do, we'll be in front of our TV screens. Do you know the date yet as far as when we can see Grey's Anatomy back on our screen? Well, just because I don't know when we're going to start shooting, I right. certainly don't know when we're going to start airing. But I think right. once we officially confirm that we're starting shooting, then we might be able to give that date. Right. Uh, more. I'm sure everybody has been trying to find different creative ways of squeezing it out of you if you kind of knew. Everyone thinks that you guys are holding it hostage, like, come on, give us the news, we want to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes. you know what? Another, another beautiful thing is uh, my friend's play summer festival. You have to talk to us about that. Thank you so much for letting me talk about that. Yeah, so... Uh, my Friend's Place is a uh, homeless youth uh, drop-in resource center that's here in Hollywood. It's been around for 32 years. Yeah. Uh, an amazing organization. Uh, we're number one in America for homelessness, especially youth homelessness. And uh, a large uh, part of our homeless uh, population, especially in the youth, are LGBTQ um, uh, uh, members as well. So we have a lot of, you know, big support there. And, um, and uh, normally every year, we, we host a gala uh, to raise a lot of money and everybody gets dressed up and we have an auction. We have like Miley Cyrus pull up and sing and it's an amazing event. We had Jack Black hosting last year. It's really like a who's who of Hollywood to come up and sh support for these amazing uh, youth. Um, this year, because of COVID, like a lot of other organizations, we had to pivot to doing something virtual, but we wanted to still kind of keep it, keep it exciting and keep it, you know, accessible to and not cost too many, too much time of people. So we decided instead of doing it one day that we break it into five days, sort of a, a week long uh, summer festival. Um, and, and we're really proud of, I think, what, we, what we've come up with. So um, this Sunday, uh, August 9th, it kicks off with a benefit concert which is incredible. All the way to the 13th. All the way to the 13th. So we're going to kick it off this Sunday with the benefit concert. It's completely free for everyone worldwide to stream. Um, of course, we're going to have some text prompts up there being like, you know, text to donate because this is for a good cause, but it's totally free to tune in. Uh, you're going to have uh, Mario, Jojo, uh, Kenzie Ziegler, a lot of amazing artists uh, perform. You can just sit back, relax, and watch your favorite artists perform. So that's great. Uh, the next day, we got a yoga class. Uh, it's $25. You get a Zoom link. You show up on your mat in your home, your computer, you get a, a, a yoga class. Uh, we got a drag queen bingo the next day on the 11th. Oh, wow. A lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. uh, um, we got a lot of fun prizes and they're obviously super fun and entertaining. And, and that's all also for a good cause. That's also $25. Uh, we got art for the whole family on the 12th. So we got one of our volunteers from my friend's place who does art programming uh, there yeah. at my friend's place. And they're going to guide you through an art class. So you just have a piece of paper and whatever art materials you have, paint, pencils, crayons, whatever you got, it all works. Um, and it's fun for the whole family. The 12th uh, at 6 p.m. we got uh, a wine tasting. So we have Zach McGee from 
uh, Tabula Raza, which is a restaurant here in Hollywood. Uh, and he's yeah. offering up two bottles of wine, uh, which we'll send to you if you live in, in Los Angeles. And uh, you'll get a Zoom link an hour before it starts. And then he'll take you through the wines and you can taste them and drink wine, which is never not a bad idea. Um, lots of fun. And then um, the last night, August 13th, is called A Night United. And I'm hosting this event, this night, this virtual night, uh, where we celebrate our champions. Every year, we, we sort of honor people who have gone above and beyond for my friend's place and people we want to honor and thank for being huge champions of, of our homeless uh, I think that's so amazing. So we're honoring Ann Blanchard and Rosanna Arquette this year. And I'm going to okay. be introducing them and, and, and letting them uh, have some words. It's going to be a really, really special night. But, you know, join us uh, this Sunday, at least, for the benefit concert to kick things off. It's going to be a lot of fun, really entertaining. And then if there's any workshops throughout the week that you feel like you can join in on, then uh, please feel free to do so. Uh, myfriendsplace.org is the site. Yes, myfriendsplace.org. And guys, for those of you out there who um, can donate and, and, and can be a part of this event, I mean, it is a fun event, so make sure that you log on to myfriendsplace.org and you can be a part of these activities. You're basically paying for um, involved activities to be a part of, and it's still helping people that are youth that are home. So, um, no matter where you are, no matter where you are, you can join in. Yes, absolutely. And for those of you who are happen to be homeless that are watching this, log on to my place, myfriendsplace.org because, you know, they're there to serve, they're there to help you. It's 2.4 million people around the world that have experienced homelessness. And then seeing in Los Angeles alone, it's about, I believe, a little over 3,000 people that are homeless. And also, myfriendsplace.org, they give, they serve at least 1,400 people every year. That's a lot of people. You've done your research. Yes, of course. Yes, and and I've been following My Friends Place. Um, for a while and I just oh, think great. it's such an amazing event that helps a lot of people so great. we really have to support this cause and thank you so much for being a part of this they're, they're the best if you ever go to this place you immediately fall in love with the people the volunteers and you can't help but get involved it's amazing absolutely so thank you so much Giacomo okay we appreciate you for okay. and, and of course come back when you guys finish filming and everything come back we're gonna have a good time we'll get the bottle of wine and just you know i love that hey subscribe now